Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and thank you for joining us today. Hope you're in the mood for some good Kansas City jazz from about 1930 because today we're going to be focusing on uh, the music that was recorded by Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra on an extended recording session done uh, over the course of about five days in October of 1930 in Kansas City. So Benny Moten uh, was a piano player. He was a ragtime piano player. He was born in Kansas City in 1894, and by the late 1910s, he was performing around that area as a, in a trio, uh, basically himself and a drummer and I think a banjo player, and they were playing presumably ragtime and pop music of the 1910s, uh, and that was pretty much his style. He didn't advance stylistically uh, performing himself uh, beyond that too much, but he was somewhat unique in that he was an immensely perceptive band leader and musician. So even though he didn't necessarily perform in more modern styles, he had open ears and was more than happy to uh, introduce some of the new sounds into his band performances as time went on. So his uh, group started growing from that trio uh, from about 1918, 1920. By the early 1920s, of course, we are in the midst of the jazz and blues era, uh, and African-American uh, performers were making recordings, and Benny Moten was... Uh, able to begin his recording career in 1923. And he had a band at that point that was about a six or seven piece group, similar in style and outlook to some of the New Orleans bands like King Oliver's band or some of the early Jelly Roll Morton groups, things like that. Uh, not really playing intricate arrangements to any degree, but more blues-based and, and improvisation-based. Uh, the Kansas City style was distinct from New Orleans, chiefly from its rhythm. The uh, Southwest, of which we consider Kansas City part of the Southwest, uh, tended to be more blues-based. It had more of what I would call a hiccuping rhythm. Uh, the tuba would play on the downbeat, the banjos would play on the upbeats, and, and things really uh, were propelled along very forcefully by that rhythm. And uh, the dancers in that area really wanted that sound. And uh, there are stories of Kansas City musicians and New Orleans musicians having trade-offs and, and, and playing in each other's bands and taking elements of each of their styles as well. And so the first Benny Moten recordings for OK Records in 1923 show the beginnings of that. But as time went on in the 1920s, Moten started enlarging his band as commercialism dictated uh, and started using more uh, elaborate arrangements. So by the middle 1920s, when he started recording for Victor, we have a band that was sounding a little bit more like, well, the Charlie Johnson band or maybe the early Ellington band in New York. Uh, again, more blues-based, no major soloists in the group, although everyone in the band was capable of, of improvising and taking solos. Um, and this band was by far the most popular in Kansas City in the middle 1920s. By 1927-28 or so, some new musicians were coming to town and introducing new sounds and styles, and of course the recordings of the Fletcher Henderson Band and the Ellington Band and so forth were uh, influencing regional styles as well, and also of course radio broadcasts. And Moten was, again, perceptive enough to start uh, introducing some of these new sounds via the musicians into his group. Probably the most influential group in the Southwest, uh, based around Kansas City at the time, was Walter Page's Blue Devils. And they, after he left, they were still known as the Blue Devils. And uh, they made two recordings in about 1927 that show uh, the style that they had, which was much more fluid uh, than the Moten Band at the time. It played a much more uh, four-beat rhythm and uh, was clearly uh, being influenced by uh, the Eastern bands and also by uh, the new dance moves that were coming out, the Lindy Hop and things like that. Uh, the band uh, that Walter Page led uh, was, of course, featuring him on bass and also baritone sax. He had some later musicians on the recording and uh, in, in gigs around the Southwest who were later made names for themselves in, in Count Basie's band. For example, Count Basie on piano, Jimmy Rushing on vocals, Hot Lips Page on trumpet, uh, at different times Lester Young and Ben Webster on tenor saxes, Jack Washington on baritone sax, a lot of different players uh, played with Walter Page's Blue Devils at the time. And Moton saw how successful they were and how 
uh, frankly, old-fashioned his band was starting to sound next to the rhythm and uh, the whole concept that Page was introducing. And so he did something fairly logical. He basically hired the whole Page band to play in his band. Uh, it took a couple of years to get them all in, but uh, that's what he did. And that uh, caused a rift between him and the older musicians in his group who left one by one, some of whom, many of whom actually ended up in a band led by his lead alto player, Harlan Leonard. Harlan Leonard's Rockets, uh, which was co-led by his trombone player, Thamon Hayes, in the 1930s. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So in 1930, October, uh, we have the Benny Moten Kansas City Orchestra featuring three trumpets, Hotlips Page, Oren Hotlips Page, who was born in Dallas, Texas in 1908. He was a Somewhat precocious trumpet player, I guess. He was, by his own account, playing professionally by his early teens, even backing up blues singers like Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith on the tent show circuit, uh, and then going out to play with all sorts of different bands in New Orleans and the Southwest before ending up with Benny Moten's band in 1929-1930. Also, uh, we have Ed Lewis. Look, Page plays most of the trumpet solos, but Ed Lewis played a few of them. He was a more restrained player. In fact, he played lead trumpet in this band and in the Count Basie band that came east to New York in 1936. On third trumpet was Booker Washington, who had played uh, a number of cornet solos in the earlier recordings of the uh, Moton band, but I don't think he's featured at all on these that we're going to hear today. Thamon Hayes is on trombone. Eddie Durham also plays trombone, as well as an amplified guitar. It's not an electric guitar, it's an acoustic guitar with a, an amplified uh, resonator or pickup. And he was one of the first guitarists to record with this sound uh, as early as this in 1930. And he, uh, more importantly uh, than as a performer, was a composer and arranger. And in some ways, he sort of set the style of this band, and we'll be talking more about him later. In the reed section, we have Harlan Leonard on alto and soprano and uh, clarinet. Jack Washington plays clarinet and alto, and he's responsible for the baritone sax solos that we're going to hear. Um, and Woody Walder, who is one of the few holdovers from the very first Moton Band of 1923, he played clarinet and tenor sax. His clarinet playing was uh, of the gas pipe variety, which was very novelty-based. And uh, to some degree, it was, it was much out of step of the rest of the band, kind of corny in a way. But his tenor playing actually holds up pretty well, uh, kind of surprising. Uh, but the tenor solos are presumably all by him. Uh, Benny Moten did not play in this version of the band. He might play a feature on a dance number or a dance date, but he didn't do any more recording with his band. He just directed. His brother, Buster Moten, Ira Buster Moten, uh, did uh, solo in this group. He played second piano, but he was featured on accordion, and he got some remarkably jazzy sounds out of the accordion back here in 1930. On the principal piano and all of the solos, we have Count Basie, who had been with uh, Moten now for about a year. Uh, joining him in the rhythm section, we have Leroy Berry on banjo, Vernon Page on tuba, and uh, he was no relation to Walter Page, who was the last holdout from the Blue Devils to, to join the Moton Band. He didn't come in until about two years later and replaced uh, the tuba with the string bass, which really um, made the, the sound even more modern. We'll talk about that later. And then on drums, we have Willie McWashington and Jimmy Rushing singing. So that's our band for today, and we're going to start out with... Uh, some of the Eddie Durham tunes. We're going to hear a tune called um, uh, Oh Eddie, which was suitably by uh, Eddie Durham. Of course, Benny Moten, being the leader of the band, got his name on most of these tunes as well. We can assume that all of the Eddie Durham compositions were also Eddie Durham arrangements. Probably most of the others are as well. And he was a, a very advanced arranger for 1930, as we'll hear. He made this band sound a good deal more modern than it had even a year earlier when they weren't playing his arrangements. So following O Eddie, which by the way features a good piano solo by Count Basie, we go to Max Rhythm. And Max Rhythm is a tune that was by Basie and uh, co-composed by Benny Moten. Following that, we'll hear I Wish I Could Be Blue by all three of them, Moten, Durham, and Basie. And we'll hear some good saxophone work in some of these uh, uh, tunes, especially the Durham arrangements. He was writing three-piece saxophone solis, which were very complex for the time, and they're kind of interesting. 
Then we're going to hear Here Comes Marjorie by Benny Moten and Henry Wood, H-E-N-R-I. Wood must have been a Kansas City resident at the time. He was born in 1909. We know him for having composed tunes like uh, Rosetta with Earl Hines and then Broadway later on, which was a tune that Count Basie featured about 10 years later. But he was responsible for a couple of the tunes we're going to hear today, including this next one. As I said, Here Comes Marjorie. Then we're going to finish off with a, another Eddie Durham tune called Professor Hot Stuff, which uh, will feature Count Basie. This is an Eddie Durham, Basie, and Moton tune. So those are our tunes, Count, uh, or rather Benny Moton's Kansas City Orchestra from October of 1930, Oh Eddie, Max Rhythm, I Wish I Could Be Blue, Here Comes Marjorie, and Professor Hot Stuff. <laughs> Thank you. 
Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra from October of 1930. We started out with the Eddie Durham tune, Oh Eddie. And that was a good introduction because it introduced us to almost all of the soloists. We heard on alto sax, Harlan Leonard. We heard Woody Walder on tenor sax and clarinet. We heard Jack Washington on baritone sax. We heard uh, introducing the tune, Hot Lips Page on trumpet. We heard a little trombone by Thamon Hayes. He didn't get a lot of solo opportunities on these recordings, so it's nice to hear him there. We heard uh, Buster Moten on accordion, and we heard a nice little feature for the saxophone section. That's solely, as I was saying, uh, was a hallmark of these Eddie Durham arrangements. So that was O Eddie. We followed that up with Max Rhythm, and that introduced us to the other trumpet soloist, Ed Lewis, who had a more uh, angular style, a bit more controlled, I guess. Uh, he was, as I said, a lead trumpet player. He was a pretty well-trained musician, and uh, he had a little more... Um, 
restraint to his playing than Hotless Page did, who was much more vocalized and blues-based. We also heard another excellent baritone sax solo by Jack Washington on that tune, Max Rhythm, which was based on Tiger Rag, by the way. Woody Walder on clarinet. Uh, we heard some Count Basie on piano, along with Damon Hayes on trombone, and a nice little feature for Willie McWashington on drums. And he was uh, definitely a forward-looking drummer. He wasn't playing in the older-style 20s uh, drums. He was somebody who was probably looking forward to the more modern drummers, like Papa Joe Jones and um, Wallace Bishop and uh, Walter Johnson, people like that. So after that, we heard a nice bluesy performance of an Eddie Durham tune called I Wish I... Uh, could be blue. And that was a, a feature for the reed section, really. We had a baritone sax-led melody chorus with the other saxes backing him up, and then a clarinet trio, which is relatively unusual in these Moton sides. That was a kind of an earlier stylistic device. You heard a lot of that with the Ellington and Henderson bands, but uh, Moton used it a couple of times uh, in these recordings. Following that, we heard Here Comes Marjorie, which again featured Ed Lewis on trumpet, and then Professor Hot Stuff ended us up, and that had a lot of solos as well. Another Hot Lips Page uh, venture, Woody Walder on tenor sax, showing that he was a pretty respectable tenor player. Uh, his clarinet playing, as I said, creaked a little bit, but uh, he was a little more up-to-date on tenor. We also heard a Bus Moten on accordion, Basie again on piano, and a little short example of Eddie Durham playing his amplified guitar. So as I said, Eddie Durham was really known uh, as an arranger. After he left uh, the Moton Band, he, he, he uh, did quite a few charts for Moton's band, and he was uh, a participant in the last recording they, date they did in Camden, New Jersey in 1932. And that uh, date, which produced a whole flock of sides, are, is usually considered to be one of the first uh, swing-era sessions. Even though it was in 1932, you had a very fluid four-beat rhythm section featuring Walter Page on bass, and of course Basie. Uh, you had Hot Lips Page and all the other players. Eddie Bearfield was playing clarinet and alto. But Eddie Durham's arrangements were, were really the star there. To some degree, these were head arrangements, but Durham was kind of the musical director. He and Basie took turns on that, and Durham was responsible for writing out what needed to be written out. After he left the Moton Band, he traveled around, played in some different groups. He played with Jimmy Lunsford's band and uh, brought a lot of his arrangements to that uh, DECA-era uh, Lunsford band, which we're going to have a podcast or a show on pretty soon. And then following that, he went back with Basie, but only after Basie paid him some money because Durham was not happy that Basie had used some of his Moton-era arrangements in his band, Basie's band, when he came east to New York uh, without giving him credit. Uh, Durham said it was his arrangement of things like one o'clock jump and so forth. So in order to smooth things over, I guess Basie had to pay him a bit, but that brought him back into the fold. And then Durham started arranging for Basie's band as well. And then later on, he led his own groups. He uh, was a session musician in Kansas City and New York and uh, uh, was very frequently uh, featured on recording dates up until his death, I think in the 1980s. So we're going to hear another set of the Moton Kansas City Orchestra, and this uh, set is going to feature the vocals of Jimmy Rushing. Now, Jimmy Rushing was born uh, in Oklahoma, and uh, he started out as a piano player. He actually was a reasonably good piano player uh, in the style, and he accompanied himself, started singing when he realized that was marketable, and he was sort of pigeonholed as a blues singer, although he himself thought of thought himself as a ballad singer, and he was a very good ballad singer, but he never really lost the blues inflection in his voice and his uh, bent notes and so forth. Uh, as I said, he was well known for having played with Basie from about 1935 until almost 1950 when the band broke up temporarily. Uh, he then went out on his own, made a lot of recording sessions for Vanguard and other companies in the 50s and 60s, uh, passed away in the early 70s. Uh, and he was a, a, a good draw all that time. He actually did a tour with the Benny Goodman Band over to Brussels for the Brussels World's Fair and made some really good recordings with him. In this uh, incarnation of the Benny Moten Band, Rushing was featured fairly often, and we're going to hear five tunes that he recorded during this uh, marathon session in October of 1930. We're going to start out with uh, Won't You Be My Baby, which was actually the first released tune uh, from uh, these sessions. Uh, he's given co-composer credit with Benny Moten. Then after that, we're going to hear That Too Do, which was a blues performance, starts out with Jack Washington playing the Snagit riff, which you'll recognize if you know uh, the King Oliver version of this tune, uh, of Snagit rather, and then Rushing comes in a little bit later with two choruses of blues that he later re-recorded with Basie, uh, Good Morning Blues and Sent For You Yesterday. 
Then we're going to uh, jump up a little bit, uh, stylistically, I suppose, to a tune called When I'm Alone, Thinking of You. When I'm Alone, Thinking of You. And uh, this is another Moton and Rushing tune. It's not a blues. It's more of a pop-style tune that Rushing really commands on. He, he had a voice where he didn't need a microphone, even uh, singing over a 12-, 13-piece band. Then we're going to hear Now That I Need You, You've Gone Away, which uh, was... Uh, credited to Basie Smith, I assume Buster Smith, and Benny Moten in this case. I think that came from the Blue Devil days. And Rushing re-recorded this many years later in the 1960s as a duet with Helen Humes. Then we're going to finish up with a, a pop tune by Green and Stepped called Liza Lee, which is a nice sort of a period-sounding piece. The band sounds like it's going back to its older style at that point, but still a good vocal by Jimmy Rushing. So those are our tunes. Won't You Be My Baby? That Too Do. When I'm Alone? Now that I need you, and Liza Lee. Thank you. 
So that's a spirited band there, and one that obviously had spent a lot of time playing together. That last tune, Lovely Liza Lee, or just Liza Lee, sounds to me like it was a stock arrangement, um, but it was played very well and with some verve and precision. We heard, in addition to Jimmy Rushing on that one, a trumpet solo at the beginning that I think was Hot Lips Page, although that one was a little harder to tell. We heard Harlan Leonard uh, playing both alto and soprano saxophone. Uh, Jack Washington on baritone sax, and some more good accordion playing by Bus Moten, who uh, was playing an accordion that was somehow adapted electronically. Uh, it certainly gave a range of sounds in there. Uh, he uh, took over the remains of the Moten band when Moten died in 1935. Uh, Moten died as after uh, what was called an unsuccessful tonsillectomy. Um, let your mind go in different directions with that one. But Bus Moten took over, uh, but he was not a popular man with the musicians and I guess not a, uh, a very inspiring leader. So most of the musicians left shortly thereafter and went with Count Basie at the Reno Club. And that was the group after a few iterations that uh, John Hammond heard on the radio in 1936 and brought East uh, with a few extra people in the, in the band. And that became the Count Basie Orchestra. So before Liza Lee, we heard Now That I Need You, another Jimmy Rushing tune. This time it was definitely Ed Lewis on trumpet, uh, along with a nice feature for the sax section, more accordion, and uh, a good trombone solo by um, Thamon Hayes, a, a muted trombone solo. He didn't seem to take many trombone solos at this stage at all, and what few he did were all muted. So whatever reason, there you are. Before that was When I'm Alone, another feature for the sax sections and Ed Lewis. Also, a lot of Eddie Durham uh, guitar playing in there, the amplified guitar, along with some accordion. This was a big accordion set. The second tune of the set was That Too, Do, which, as I said, started out with a baritone sax figure that reminds you of Snag It, the tune that King Oliver recorded. We heard some Hot Lips Page in there at the beginning and the end, along with some more baritone sax uh, later on by Jack Washington, and uh, some piano by Basie, thankfully, and a little more accordion. And behind the vocal, the two-chorus vocal by Jimmy Rushing, we heard some uh, guitar picking going on, and I don't think it was Eddie Durham, I think it might have been Leroy Berry, who was the banjo player and presumably guitar player as well in the band. And we started out that set with Won't You Be My Baby, uh, featuring Jimmy Rushing. We heard a trumpet solo on there, and I really don't know who to attribute that to, so maybe it was Booker Washington. Um, it didn't sound like Hotless Page, and it didn't sound controlled enough to be Ed Lewis, so perhaps Booker on that one. And uh, a pretty nice uh, outing for Woody Walder on clarinet, playing some uh, kind of darker blues uh, uh, as he did on that to do. So uh, he was getting out of the novelty uh, tradition a little bit with those two solos. So we have one more set for you with the Benny Moten Kansas City Orchestra. And uh, these, to me, sound maybe a little bit more modern or a little bit more forward-looking, again, using the Eddie Durham arrangements. We're going to start out with a tune called The Count by... Um, Thomas Gordon. I don't know who Thomas Gordon was. He wrote a few tunes, but uh, this was one that uh, sort of stayed in the repertoire. Mary Lou Williams recorded it later on. I think Benny Goodman did as well. Uh, and you would think with the name The Count, this would be a piano feature, but it is not, and I don't think there's a piano solo on it at all. So there you go. After that, we're going to hear Bouncing Around, a Moton tune. Then The New Moton Stomp by Benny Moton. This was actually a follow-up on the plain old Moton Stomp, which had been recorded a few years earlier. This was a more updated, swingy version of that tune. Then we're going to end up with a very lively version of a 1918 tune called Somebody Stole My Gal by Leo Wood. And this will feature Count Basie on piano and on possibly his only vocal on record, uh, a scat vocal uh, where he's trading with some other soloists. So this is uh, the end uh, of the October series of recordings from 1930. This was one year into the Depression exactly, but the Moton Band was still quite popular, and they were uh, asked to record this long series of recordings for RCA Victor, which brought their recording apparatus to Kansas City during that month. And uh, clearly the recordings were selling very well. In fact, Moton's recording of South, which he'd recorded a couple of years earlier for Victor, stayed in the catalog until, I think, the late 1940s. It was a very popular recording. So Moton was one of uh, Victor's bigger sellers during this period and beyond as well. So those are our tunes. The Count, Bouncing Around, New Moton Stomp, and Somebody Stole My Gal.
from Kansas City. Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra from October of 1930. And we finished off this program with The Count featuring, not Count Basie, but uh, Buster Moten on accordion. We heard some great Harlan Leonard. Uh, actually, no, we didn't. We heard uh, some Woody Walder on tenor sax along with a clarinet trio. Uh dressing up that tune a little bit. Then the Moten tune Bouncing Around featured Hotlips Page and Harlan Leonard on alto sax. The New Moten Stomp, another Hot Lips Page feature in there. And then we ended up with Somebody Stole My Gal, which featured Count Basie, the vocalist, trading uh, phrases with Harlan Leonard on alto sax. Uh, trumpet player, I'm not sure who it was, which one of the three it might have been. Woody Walder again, taking actually quite a respectable solo on tenor, and Jack Washington on baritone sax. And so those were the soloists for the Moten Band at this time. They made one recording, uh, two sides, in 1931, and then they were back in the studios, as I said, in 1932 for that classic series of recordings that really uh, defined the beginning of the swing era. But uh, that's for another show. So we hope you've enjoyed this show. My name is John Clark, and you are listening to The Jazz Focus. Uh, if you are so inclined, we'd love to get some more sponsors, whether monthly sponsors or occasional sponsors, whatever you feel you can do to help encourage us keep this type of jazz happening out in the ether. And uh, I'll keep making these programs. They're very enjoyable to do. I'm revisiting music I haven't listened to in a long time. So that was our... Moten program. We are probably going to have another Benny Moten program at some point, and I also want to do a program on Harlan Leonard and his Rockets, which was the band that sort of uh, left Moten in about 1931 or so. Many of the musicians from this group were in Harlan Leonard's band. So thank you again, and hope to uh, meet you again on these airwaves. Until then, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>